Welcome to Cinema Bushido. I'm your host, Matthew Whitaker, and with me, as always, is the government cheese to my soup kitchen, Mr. Lee Van Cleef. How's it going, Lee? Hey, buddy. Every day's a holiday. How are you doing today? Well, so tonight we're talking about the 2011 exploitation splat film, Hobo with a Shotgun, directed by a gentleman named Jason Eisner. I wonder if he's related to that other Eisner dude. You know, the old guy? Yeah, and starring Rutger fucking Hauer. R.I.P., baby. We're sorry you're gone. You left us too soon. Thank you for Blade Runner. Thank you for The Hitcher. Thank you for Blind Fury. Yeah. And thank you for those weird full moon features you did. Because, I mean, you showed up and you made them better. He did these really good ones. He also did, like, women's entertainment, like, small budget films made for TV. Thank you for making those less un- less unbearable. Absolutely. Um, thank you for showing up in uh, Lex. That was pretty fucking cool. Never saw it. Well, speaking of, in this, the magical Brian fucking Downey, he was uh, Stanley Tweedle from Lex. He plays the dad. Drake. The Drake. He's a cool dude, isn't he? Uh, no I mean, he was definitely the only other person in the movie with screen presence. Yeah, right? Yeah, you, yeah he, I mean, he—you he, like this movie was would would be like nowhere without uh, Rugger Hauer, and then when Rugger Hauer is not in a scene, thank God it had Drake in most yeah. of the other scenes. Well put. Okay, so Hobo is about a kindly old hobo that wants to better his life by buying a lawnmower, but the corrupt fuckers, the youth, the cops, the rich—they get in the way, so he buys a shotgun instead. This movie was um, a trailer, a fake trailer. That everyone thought, that's such an epic idea. If it doesn't come to, like, real life, we're all going to um, petition, you know, like they did with Game of Thrones. We'll get one million people to say, you need to redo your job. And then the studios just go, like, sit on my finger and pretend you're on a merry-go-round. <laughs> and then suck on it afterwards. Yeah, and then suck, clean the finger of the fecal matter with your mouth hole. We call that a Canadian lollipop. <laughs> Canadian lollipop. You got it. You know, this was filmed in Canada. This was filmed up uh, in Nova Scotia. Actually, this is a docudrama about life in Canada. Mm-hmm. For, oh. Did you know uh, in Nova Scotia, there's this thing. There's two things I learned about Nova Scotia. One is that, like, that's the birth of Swill. And Swill's like when you, like, all the, all the beers that get poured in the drain, they'll, like, put that into glasses at the end of the night when they're cleaning up and let people drink them for, like, 25 cents a pint that's also the origin of pap's blue ribbon totally except that was uh, the recycled beer out of the toilet Mm. yes or as we like to call it urine in america yeah correct yeah urine i'm in we're all in (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah this was in nova scotia the other thing about nova scotia i think you'll like this lee is they do this thing like everybody gets so effing drunk they like endeavor to go to a um to lakes or rivers and catch fish to kiss the fish. So. I will refrain from making a joke about cunning lingus. <laughs> so cunning. Uh, so what did you think, Hobo? You've seen Hobo before because we tried to do this podcast six months ago and instead we ended up with only half-recorded gobbledygook. I, uh, you know, a lot of the times I listen to podcasts and I may not have seen the movie, like, especially for DVD Bunker or 
uh, Flyover State of Film or Red Letter Media. But I still listen because I generally like to hear what the people have to say. Yeah. And then I'll decide whether or not I'm going to watch it. Uh, this is not a movie that you want to listen to this podcast without having seen it recently. This movie is fucking disturbing and weird and troubling. And it's dial in for Matthew because it's all about vengeance. Yeah. You know, I don't cover my eyes much when I watch movies. Like, it has to be something pretty crazy if I'm going to cover up my eyes. But the, the bone scene when we get to it, I'm, that's where I covered my eyes. This is a movie that has a scene that I couldn't actually watch. Yeah, it's very visceral. The, the, like, what's weird is that they have like that kind of like that schlocky blood everywhere. But then they'll give you like the sound. The sound in this movie is like very, it's very yeah. gross. And the movie's just completely disturbed. I mean, I, I mean, it would be a, it would just be a bad, bad B movie. But there's something artistic about it interwoven into it. And then there's something about part of the cast that just kind of keeps you uh, sucked in like a morbid curiosity. You want to see it to the end. Yeah, and they fuck with you too, right? Because like there are scenes where Rutger and his um, his awesome girlfriend Abby, um, she's like, "Let's just get out of here. We can go find another town with more lawns, and we'll get a lawnmower, and we'll just settle down, have a sweet time with one another." And then a moment later, there's the, like, the guys with like the ice skates on coming in to like chop them up with their feet. Yeah, and it's it, like, oh, it's like oh. I, I'm pretty sure you have to have a permit to cut lawns for money there, sir. You know. My favorite thing probably about this, not in a favorite scene thing yet, but my favorite, like, the theme idea is just, it really is a dumb, dumb idea that he, he's just tired of riding on trains, which is what hobos do, so he wants to come to a town in Molans and start his own business, which is just so fucking stupid. It's so stupid, but we're to believe it, and we're to feel kindness and empathy for this hobo, and when he loses it, he loses it. It was this great scene. Oh, and I guess we'll get to our favorite scenes first because I don't want to steal yours. But it's a very good scene that um, it's his resolve and forget lawnmowers. I'm all about <laughs> brutal revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on top of that, it's a movie where they split. It's very 80s. Like, there's a very 80s feel about the movie. Um, and then at the same time, there's some, like, really 1950s characters in here. So it's, mm-hmm. it's like this weird thing where they're kind of fucking with your mind. And then every once in a while they'll play like this soft, gentle music to like set a tone. <laughs> and you're like, the walls are covered in blood. We don't need your like flowery wallpaper here. We This is ridiculous. It's, it's something where I think they knew going in that it was going to be more about like how much LSD you popped before you took watch this movie. And I feel like right. having not popped LSD in many a year... I probably didn't see this movie properly, but it's, it's, I can't, I, I, it's surreal. I can't describe it. I remember not liking it the first time I saw it. I still don't like it, but I respect it. And I yeah. respect the vision behind it, and I respect a lot of the effects in it. Yeah. The, the Iron Soldiers is one of my favorite elements, too, which we'll get to. Yeah, they're um, the plague. Yeah. The plague! Yeah, um, I feel like what they did is, like, somebody had this idea, let's go back to these 70s um, grindhouse films where we're doing this overly bloody, overly gory stuff so that the uh, drive-in crowd can scream and, and, you know, throw their popcorn and all this stuff. But then they're mixing it with a little bit of, like, a Lifetime for women kind of movie. (laughs) So they've taken, like, it's, like, a made-for-TV movie, but it's got all of the aesthetics of this uh, 
60s, 70s bloodbath kind of thing. Yeah, you know, in the beginning, the credits are like that, too. I remember telling you on the first time we recorded, I thought it was an older movie. I didn't realize it was that recent. Yeah. You know? And, and I mean, God bless Rugger Hauer. He... It, it No, I was trying to, like, imagine other actors in this movie. No fucking way. No, no. fucking way. No. You could not pull... The, you would have to be one hell of a screen giant to pull this role off. And really, almost all the roles are forgettable. Except for Rugger and Drake. So... Oh, Kudos and Abby. No, she was cute, but I... I, I don't you know, know what I loved about Abby? She was a real screamer. Oh yeah, she she was a she was raging at the end, but but I mean for <laughs> most of the movie she was completely unforgettable. And the only so, time you well, really yeah, remember I, her I is a really brutal scene. And then yeah, you really do respect her. It kind of reminds me of that Jurassic Park scream where the kids where the animatronic crushed on the uh, the window and it yeah. wasn't supposed to, and the kids let out these really scared screams and they just let it roll. I was like, that's yeah, awesome. that's what that reminded me of. I guarantee that's what they tested her for. You know, they're like, okay, read these lines. And then they're like, okay, now scream. Scream like you mean it, Inya. Do you mean in the casting or on yeah, the casting yeah. couch? For sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even going that direction. Thank you. Okay. Although, who knows? With the, when this came out, it definitely could have been... Um, okay, Harvey. Pr- ...produced by a shithead, exactly. Yeah. I feel like all right. Well, I feel like every shithead in cinema has done that for years. Like not just Harvey. I feel like that's like I remember there was some redheaded, beautiful actress from the sixties. I can't remember her name, but she got married and she was like, "I can't get, I can't work in Hollywood anymore because I don't want to cheat on my husband." I'm with you. Like I'm all about at this point the Me Too movement really empowering uh, people to come out, and we should believe the victims that come out. But that said. You go back, I mean, it, like, we have the Harvey Weinsteins, right? But then we also have the, the one off the cuff where we're like, oh, goddamn, look, it's James Bond, I love you. And he's like, I like hitting women when they're out of line. I'm like, wait, oh, no, shut up. <laughs> I want you to be cool and awesome. And, oh, Sean Connery, you're just as bad. Uh, yeah, it was a, I'm sure if we could go back in time with a time machine and, like, look in the window at night well, <laughs> the Duke, <laughs> John Wayne is sitting at the dinner table. He's got like women sucking his butthole and stuff, and he's just gross. He's covered in gravy. He's just like, "What? This is what we do in Hollywood. You can't judge me." And then he's off to do the the western the next day. You know, wholesome, yeah, cowboy. I, I mean, I have always had the impression that there's a lot of money in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a lot of power in Hollywood, and power corrupts, man. Yeah, I mean, okay. So he is one of my favorite actors of all time, but he's also a. Uh, I think he's a pretty shitty person, um, Clint Eastwood. I, I although I think he's a little more sincere. Like I've read like interviews from other actors, and you know, just heard little things from other actors. Like they're just in line with him for like the Academy Awards, and he's just such a fucking prick to everyone around him. I think he embodies that shitty old man. So I would throw out that he could have played this part, and it also show throw Sean Connery in. But that's about it. No, no, no. You're you're wrong. I'm going to tell you who exactly I think should have been in this movie. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. You got you sure? Forrest fucking Whitaker. <laughs> but he could do it so easily, dude. But you know what? He would have brought too much empathy to the party. No, no, no. Okay, so what you do is like when Forrest when Whitaker. the girls when the girls in the hospital instead yeah. of her little like magically come back from traumatic events. Like you just kind of show like her kind of fumbling around on the ground and the shotgun getting picked up, and you and yeah. then you go from there. 
And at the end of the movie, guess who shows up coming off a train with a shotgun? Yeah. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker. And then, and then you know, they kind of added, like, a super, supernatural element to it, like, in the movie. Like, that guy going to hell. So, like, at the end of the movie, you showed that, like, Rutger Hauer and Forrest Whitaker have these big angel's wings because they're angels of death. Yeah. yeah, and they came really to good. judge this land. And imagine Forrest Whitaker like they kind of hint it, hint at it coming off the train. Like up, you just you don't see him. You just kind of see a bum jumping off the train, grabbing the shotgun. And then right when you think Rutger Hauer's really done, and that girl's already like she's she's not even in it. it you could do like the whole the her best scenes before that. Really, yeah, you right. You could cut out some of the other bullshit, but like you have Rutger Hauer like. At some point, there's one possession throughout the whole movie that he owns, and it looks kind of old. And then, bam, he busts it out in the middle of the night, and it just kind of shits out like a, a little spark out in the sky. And then you get the feet of someone jumping off the train, and the next thing you know, like, right when Rutger Hauer's done, it's another angel of death. But you don't know he's an angel. He's just a hobo with a cross eye, and he's capping everybody with a shotgun. And then he hands Rutger Hauer a shotgun, and they both get—they both take that girl, and they bury her body, and then they—they uh, they get on the train. Angels of Death would have been. Cool. You know what it reminds me of? What's they, that? Uh, did you ever watch that movie with? Uh, I think his name's. You know the the dude that plays Machete, Danny. Trujillo? Oh, Danny Trujillo, yeah. Yeah, Danny Trujillo played. Um, there was like an internet video of an old man on a bus who wasn't putting up with this young black guy's um, lip. And he ends up like punching the shit out of him. So they made like a movie out of the meme, and it was called like I don't know, Angry Old Men or something like that. <laughs> and uh, it was really all about that. So Danny Trujillo is just this angry, kick-ass old man. But they made a sequel to it, and they got Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what you're thinking, just lower rent. Poor old man, Danny Glover. Right. I remember exactly. you. We can't get Forrest Whitaker, but you know what we can get. Yeah, D- Danny, Glover. Danny Glover was a good-looking man back in his day. I'll give him that. Oh God, no! I mean, he was kicking ass back then. Yeah. Predator Two. If first Gillies was here, he'd be singing that horrible movie. Oh crazy. my God, Predator Two. Shit happens. <laughs> fuck that movie, <laughs> and fuck anyone who likes it in the ass oh, t- with an iron rod. Herskillies. Yeah, Herskillies. You can go fornicate yourself with an iron rod if you like that movie. It's terrible. No, he loves it. No, he I, thinks it's better no, than the first one. No, the Requiem one is the one I think he likes. No, he likes them all, but he told me just the other day, and um, this is official, official record. <laughs> Brian Hurst, at Hurst Giddies on C-130. Twitter, said, yes. C-130 said, Predator 2 is the best of the Predator series, and Danny Glover is an underrated giant now, of take, compassion. And take this action. with a grain of salt, because Matthew likes to tell tales, so we'll see. I don't tell tales. <laughs> yeah, you're the you, you're the epitome of a jive turkey. If I ever saw one, well, without the without the thighs, right? No, you're just you just glow in the dark. And you don't. All right, know come I, on. Do your first favorite scene. Um, essentially, there's this prostitute that's about to get taken advantage of and kidnapped, and our friend yeah. the hobo sands the shotgun. Right, he comes in that's there. True. And the guy and the guy pulls out a switchblade because even though he's a 1950s kind of like Michael J. Fox prototype, the guy Slick has a uh, he's got a switchblade, and he and he he's like you know you you're gonna need to say that something about me. he mentions Mother Teresa and how he's gonna cut the guy, and then the reality is is that when he accosts Rugger Howard, who's like twice his size by the way, 
Rugger Howard just automatically whips out this cane that we've never seen at any point and hits him over the head. And he's like, you shut your mouth. He's like, and Mother <laughs> Teresa was a saint. And then he pulls out like this sock full of change and like just busts it over the guy's face. Heck yeah. And I, homage to, uh, to Death Wish. And I was like, oh yeah. The only way it could have been better is if he was blind. It was great. Yeah. No, seriously. You know, uh, as an aside, there's a movie called The Blind Menace. Have we talked about that? No. The Blind Menace is a movie that Shintaro Katsu did before he ever stepped into the world of Zed. Oh, no. You got to show me yeah. this. No. Yeah, we got to watch this. I, I've never seen it. I've heard of it over the years, and I just saw it the other day, and it reminded me. I don't think it's very good, but still, it's going to be awesome. It's young Shintaro. You know what he looked like when mm, he was Zedoichi number yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, it's this young guy, and he's blind, and he's just a total dick. <laughs> That's amazing. Him and his brother are amazing. They are. Yeah. They're like two of the greatest actors. And Toshiro Mifune. Yeah. They're, they're the, and Kitano. I, I wish they were printed four. on our money. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, if I could see Kitano every oh, time yeah. I uh, throw a, a dollar if, at the male strip club. <laughs> if I could see, like, Lone Wolf and Cub and then the denomination is, like, on the girl's nipple, that'd be awesome. Yeah, you know, really Lone good. Wolf and Cub. And Tisha Yeah, just the little boy's face looking all yeah. like, oh, what's happening? Yeah, like, he, like he's sucking and there's, like, there's a five next to it, you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> that, I mean, all right, well. I, I mean, you can't, to the, imagine, like, today, in today's world, like, you show a clip where a kid is like he's well above the age of like breastfeeding, and he's like sucking on a nipple. Yeah, Japan. That happened. That, that, that happened. That happened. In that movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to go for, of course, um, just steal it because you didn't take it. Uh, what I call the Iron Warriors. Um, they were awesome. The Iron Giants. Uh, these dudes. The plague. They're bounty. They're bounty hunters. They're yeah. They're called the plague. They're bounty hunters, and the Drake hires them because it's kids um, are dying off and they're also doing a terrible job of stopping the hobo with the shotgun so it's this really really well done like really well done um, hospital scene that these two dudes come in they have no reason to just start murdering everybody but they do so and then and one of them one of them looks really cool the other one looks like a bloated pile of shit <laughs> the bloated pile of shit one he's got like this um, what do you call those kinds of guns with that shoot the rope He's got a harpoon gun. Yeah, he's got a harpoon gun with a rope on it. And what he's doing is he's he's hurting people badly, like cutting their legs so they can't move. But then he quickly wraps like a noose around their neck that's attached to this harpoon gun, and he shoots it up through the fake ceiling or so it embeds guns. into the real yeah. ceiling. Yeah, so they just and they hang there and die. And there's no good reason for him to again. He could just push past them all, go find the hobo, and, and they could have single handedly wiped out everybody. But instead, it was this really cool scene. Unneed, unnecessary, but really cool. Where he goes, they go in and they just sort of dominate everywhere. It was badass. Yeah, that's. I mean, that scene stayed with me from the first time I saw this. And uh, it, it's where things change, right? Yeah. Like before that, everybody's fleshy and everybody's dying, and he, the hobo with the shotguns kicking ass. And then suddenly, these weird guys, and they're wear they're they're literally wearing like like steel <laughs> they're wearing like they look like they should be underwater in the 30s um, looking for sharks my but, bathosphere yeah. is willing to go to the Marianas Trench sir yeah yeah exactly um, the uh, the thing that really stood out to me is 
is that he's what I call it the hangman's noose. So he's he's basically after he nooses them up and shoots them up into the sky or into the ceiling, they the the spear tip connects to something structural so it doesn't they so they hang. And then there's a sheet there's a scene where like they clear the hallway and they shoot over the shoulder of the guy who's doing all this murdering. Yeah. And you just see all these cadavers just dangling and like it it's really artistically it's really impactful. Like most of the movie yeah. doesn't have a lot of good shots. It kinda relies on that other like more schlocky, visceral kind of feel. But that 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 aspect of that movie was brilliant. I mean that one shot was it was I, if the whole movie right. had been shot like that, yeah. I would have had a lot more respect for it. It was very artistic and haunting. No, that was a work of art. It, There's yeah. that scene where we're at, like, you're looking down the whole corridor, yes. and it's just these hanging people. Yes. Some of them still moving. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and what, another thing that really stuck with me personally is like in the profession of arms, you don't shoot medics, right? They're unarmed, and you don't kill. Right. You don't kill medics. It's against the rules, yeah. and. Uh, you know, to see him just—he's killing like nurses and doctors. That's who he's killing. Yeah. All to get to pretty much helpless people. Yeah. This woman who was almost dead a few minutes earlier, except of course, Rutger has his gun in the guy's mouth while he's like, keep her alive. Yeah. And also, also, uh, he he did duct tape her neck and throw vodka on it. So uh, he did. So that might, if you throw vodka on any big wound on the human body, it'll destroy all the bacteria. And then the duct tape is if it can if it can seal a duct, it can seal human flesh. I mean, Andy Dick did say that if you think you're going to have venereal disease, dick your dip, dick and vodka. I mean, you can yeah. find that video. I'm pretty sure. But he something. also, but he also said, "I like fucking vodka." So I mean, I don't know. I'm not a Russian. I just can't believe that Andy Dick is finally mentioned on Cinema Bushido. Thanks for ruining it. Yeah, you know what? I like Andy Dick. You could fucking hate me for that. But if you never saw this one movie that I saw, it was amazing. Dude, nobody likes Andy Dick. Andy Dick doesn't like Andy Dick. You, mm-hmm. can't, you can't pretend that that's the thing. I like him, so you no. guys do have to shut up. Okay, no. so there was one movie that he was awesome in, and you've never oh, heard of Lord. it. Oh, God. What's it called? Division Three Football. Oh yeah, that's uh, it's about the all the aliens that no. um, end up in South Africa, no. and the guy gets sprayed in the face no. with the juice, and he turns into one of the aliens. I like that movie. No, anyway, district it's District Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah District exactly. Yeah, I like yeah. that movie. It was a great movie. Andy Dick was a great prawn. Did you? Yeah, you saw District Nine. Of course. Is it not the most glorious scene? That moment that they start, he starts using the super weapon. Yes, kills yes. <laughs> it might be one of the greatest scenes because you know it's a kind of slow movie up to that point. But once it goes, it goes. It's like, oh shit, we're doing this. Yeah, it's you know what the thing that really struck with me is the main actor's accent. Like that, I don't, yeah. I don't think I could ever like a South African accent. I'm like, whoa, yeah. that's weird. It kind of sounds like a really drunk, retarded Australian. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Slow it down for me, Shirley. Or, or like a hillbilly Scandinavian. Yeah, yeah. Or, or a Canadian. <laughs> a Scandinavian person who likes yeah. like going out on the bayou and having sex with alligators. <laughs> I just need to see somebody from Scandinavia <laughs> trying to mimic a, uh, somebody from the Baya. You know, somebody, right. some uh, Cajun. He's like, he's doing his little South African thing. He's like, we do this and that. I'd be like, yes, victory. <laughs> All right, well, you're up for number two. 
Da, da, da. Oh well, I'm gonna go with the shotgun. So our our, our man goes to pawn until dawn. Fucking Canadians. And he's gonna finally after eating glass for the bum fights guy, he's gonna finally get his little lawnmower so he can start his un un his unregulated illegal business and hopefully never file income tax. You know what? I'm not sure that's illegal in Canada. There's just so much grass up there. And you know, remember these guys figured out that you could take tree sap and put it on pancakes by going around and licking trees. Mm, true. After they fuck them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They thought it was like a, a glory tree. Hole. What do you call No, what do you call the uh, um uh oh god, it would be too gross to say anyway. Moving on. Don't say Canadian pussy because that's me. Oh, I was gonna no, I was gonna say a cream pie. Oh, it yeah. was like a Canadian cream yeah. pie is what they do. How they found sap out of trees. It was warmer than the Canadian pussy. That's why they say it's mighty cold. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Scientific. Fact. You know those trees are mighty and stoic. Yeah, those trees never hurt anybody. You fucking Canucks. Yeah, they didn't. No, I know. But God bless the trees. You know. I've never seen a tree heard a single thing. Now, I mean, even squirrels just run on top of them. Exactly. Trees are over there, you know, giving us oxygen, and these guys are over there raping trees, you know? All right, so let's get back to your awesome scene. No lawnmower. Yeah, so so he's going to buy the lawnmower for 50 Canadian dollars. That's like, I don't know, three bucks American, I don't know. I think that's 25 toonies. Oh, 25 toonies. (laughs) (laughs) Which is 50 loonies. Yeah, oh yeah, loonies. Oh, okay, all right. Well, it, but the toonies are the $2 coins, so that would be 25 toonies. I mean, who makes their money out of coins? That's weird. You know what I'm saying? And who names them after loonies? I know. Who named... Yeah. Oh. You don't speak ill of my loony. Fuck you, Canada. Fuck you. You goddamn... Can- Imagine at one point, it's all these Canadians, and they're just fucking giving each other birds for shit. It's like, listen, <laughs> I want a blowjob. Here's five birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we should probably be, like, do what the Chinese are doing. They're making money, I guess. <laughs> Coin money. <laughs> What's fucked up is like if one's still alive, like break its neck. No, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny is that they have to take off their shoes to count all the loonies that they get for a twenty loony thing. They're like, oh, totally. let me tell them. take let me take off my uh, my my mountaineering boots here. Uh, but uh, anyway, so he's he's in the pawn shop, and these dirty Canadians are gonna rob this pawn shop, kill this baby and its poor mom. And he just, he has to look on the wall. And it reminded me a lot of Lone Wolf and Cub. Where, like, Lone Wolf is like, he's looking at his son. And he's like, listen, you have two choices here. Either the ball, which represents, like, childhood. Or mm-hmm. the or the blade in Demon Way. You know, and if he chooses, if he doesn't choose the Demon Way, he'll just end his son right there. And his son chooses the blade. And Rugger Howard's looking at the lawnmower. He's like... Should I run my unregulated, shitty Canadian business? Or should I just kill every motherfucker in this building? And the answer was clear. He picked up a shotgun. And the best part about the shotgun... I mean, I want you to finish your scene. But once he goes out, he's really just cleaning the streets. They're, like, pissed off because he's just going corner to corner and murdering people. Well, it is Canada. Yeah. I mean, it's basically Detroit, but a country. You know, everybody talks about the the cartels in Mexico, but really one of the greatest threats we've ever had in since the dawn of this country is Canada. I mean, yeah. you know, people want to talk about preemptive strikes. I'm not into preemption, but if you're going to kill indiscriminately, Canada. 
But uh, yeah, I would just yeah, I'll throw out. Um, I've never met an angrier group of people that are more hell bent on just making sure the world is a shittier place. Fuck you, Canada. Yeah, fuck you, Canada. You can you can piss and fall in it after you drink your PBR. They're so phony. Like it, I was in Vancouver with Dana, um, and we're like we're in this really nice area where they have this big beautiful park that has the seawall and it's nice and then the moment you turn your back there's like 500 drug dealers trying to finger your butthole so yeah they're trying true story <laughs> trying to get that canadian lollipop true story sick. trying to get the canadian lollipop right sick fuckers. you know i guess halloween that's all it is they just finger each other's butts i think the greatest thing i ever learned was how arrogant canadians were like they get mistaken for americans like no i'm not american oh i'm like you're canada like yeah. You're a pit stop on the way to bombing somebody else in the real world. Like you stayed at you guys stayed in the Queen's basement and we went out, we were like, Fuck you, Queen. We we went to the moon and invented rock and roll. You will yeah. never be American. You could never be American because yeah. you're all a bunch of Canadian Canuck cowards. You know what they invented? That shitty lady who screeched her voice during Titanic. You mean Celine Dion? Correct. Oh, we oui, 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 oh. You know, yeah. Fuck Celine Dion. Yeah, that's the best thing you Their want. greatest claim to fame is that they had fucking um, Dumb and Dumber guy come from them. We've got Eddie Murphy, assholes. Dude, you you guys gave us Justin Bieber. You should just... Yeah, mass Justin suicide Bieber. right now. Today. Mass suicide. Atone for your sins. We invented Bill Cosby. Oh, <laughs> I mean, we, can't we invented... <laughs> You know what? Even if we date break people, it's way better than Canada. I mean, we're responsible for Ryan Reynolds. No, he's Canadian. No, we, we invented... Uh, Deadpool, though. No, you, uh, look, look at this. Here's what we did. The drive-by shooting. Totally. You're welcome. Listen, it's not a standing in the street shooting at each other. This is a car yeah. driving by. That's firing out your loved ones. The drive-through, the drive-by shooting. America, it's deeper. baby. It's special. It's deeper. Okay. So my next one is um, oh, so many good ones, but I'm going to go for uh, the Santa the Child Molester. <laughs> that was a gratifying kill. Yes. Yeah. It felt really good. Yeah. So there's this Santa dressed up super child molester sitting in this car. And I guess he's already spent many, many years molesting and hurting kids. And our hero gets to walk up and blow his head off. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. I'd also like to point out that all you need to to actually take over a town in Canada is a shotgun. It's pretty funny. Yeah? Yeah. He's like, I am the law. It's time for you to do your um, favorite scene with the naked ladies beating the man. I want to go the other way. I want to go, like, okay. um, the trailer park, a boy's guy. God damn it, I thought I had it. And uh, what happens is that, like, this is, this is iconic about this movie. Like, I hadn't seen this movie in a while. I tried to forget it. And I couldn't forget the way this guy died. They took a sewer lid and, like, connected over to his neck. And then uh, Ricky from the trailer park boys gets, like, dropped into a manhole. And he's already, like, he's already got spinal damage. And then uh, the 1980s televangelist Drake is like he, he they they put a barbed wire noose around his neck and then a a truck drives off and 
decapitates him, and then there's just like this total ocean of blood just comes up. It's like it's like a fire extinguisher back in the old days where they they'd pop it open so yeah. they could get like you know a water park in the streets. Very evil dead. Yeah, too. and it just blows up, and then like this really hot chick in like a beautiful white fur coat and a bikini just like dancing in it and gets down on her knees and is eating it up like a vampire. It was surreal. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll throw in a third official one of probably Rape Cop. Rape Cop decides to chase Abby down and he's just oh. about like he's just so gross. He's like serious and he's just like like yeah, not killing you is about the only option that's left on the table. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to make your life miserable. He's like, I'm going to break your legs off to get at your goodness. And I'm just like, he's not around. Hobo with a shotgun isn't there. But then magically, yeah. he shows up and bam. And then she's screaming, like good screaming. And she's covered in his blood. And it was so gratifying as well. See, this has so many of those. When he kills the fucking... The pimp. Um, when he kills the stupid bum fight guy. Yeah. There's just so many, yes. Yes, yes. Dial M for Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're just going for it. Any other scenes you want to throw out? I mean, obviously, I loved, like you did, anything where you have a, a fucking manhole cover and you put a person's head through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was, it, that, that was really creative. Otherwise, not really. I mean, the dialogue was pretty heady for, uh, yeah. for Rucker Hauer. He would say these really heady things. And, uh,. That was interesting, but other- you know his his agent was like, "This movie is not for you, sir. Yeah, it's not for you." And he's like, "Well, I don't know what the circumstances were, but he read it anyway." And he's like, "I kind of want to do it." Yeah, and yeah. Well, you know, and also I'm sure he just he just knew he could carry it, you know. Yeah. Last time we recorded this, we actually went through both speeches, which we're not going to this time. And don't be sad, people. It's just listening to either of us monotonely give the yeah. monotone speeches that they gave which we won't but there's a great hospital speech where hobo tells the little baby oh yes yeah it it sucks to be canadian and, yeah yeah and you're it's about to happen to you yeah um and then my yeah the abby one where i like hers because it focuses on the, the we're in we're outdoors this is their house like why should we care if they want to clean up their house i, was, I like that Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Totally Portland. <laughs> yeah. You go down to Voodoo Donuts downtown, and I'd want to be a hobo with a shotgun. Clean the streets. <laughs> I was on a on a work call with a guy the other day, and his, he's like, my my son lives in Salem, and he's moving to Portland for this new job he's got going on. He's like, he's gonna, moving right to Chinatown, downtown. What do you think of that area? And I'm like, I think that the meth heads really love to lay in the street there and... <laughs> piss on all the walls um i'm like i'm i'm not really scared to walk around but i wouldn't want to walk around there at night he's like oh well he doesn't go out and he likes to play video games so we're probably okay and i'm like all right well don't ask if you don't want to hear yeah exactly no yeah (laughs) yeah people badmouth other cities like detroit and baltimore and and new orleans for a time and rightly they should have but the lowly little do they know that like places of the Bay Area, L.A., um, S- Portland, uh, Seattle are incredibly dangerous and violent. So, oh, for sure. and covered in yeah. shit. So, yeah, people don't think about that with San Francisco, but it's 
packed with homeless people around the convention center in a really scary way. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're a if you're a, a city smart person, you can walk through there and just be good. You know, Jana lived there forever, and you know, you just give people the horrible look and be ready to stab somebody's eyes out. But God, if you're a tourist showing up there to go to the convention center and have a good time, holy shit, I I feel for you. Yeah, ever since the Canadians were allowed to immigrate over the border, like geese, it's never been the I same. Would, I would actually blame um, Justin Bieber for a lot of the <laughs> violence that the homeless people do to people, because his music like makes them angry. I know it makes me violently ill. So it makes me angry too. When I hear him sing, I want to punch something. <laughs> I just want to punch some filthy Canuck. I was on Facebook the other day, and this friend of mine was like, should I get rid of this white girl? Should I get rid of my dreadlocks? And I'm like, yep. Shouldn't be stealing black people's hairstyles. And this other white girl came in who had obviously had dreadlocks for a really long time from all of her pictures. She's like, it's not a black hairstyle. It's not up to you to decide what's a black hairstyle. Like, I guess the Scottish people used to have these things called, like, fairy clumps. And it was because they'd like sleep in a, in a hovel, and their hair would get like ratty. So they called. They're like, it's a hairstyle, and uh, yeah, she got really, butt hurt. Yeah, basic black people coming out of the woodwork saying, yeah, not so much. That's why I don't have a Facebook, guys, because I'd be like, the Greeks invented dreads. You're welcome. Also, also the 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 fact is is like. I don't know how you justify a weave because I know every, every, as far as I know, the good hair is the Asian hair. <laughs> so, good luck with that. Yeah, that's Asian Seriously, hair. And I don't know. Think of that. If you go down that, that argument's a slippery slope. Like, well, <laughs> no, it's not. not. All, no, it's not. not. It's not just. <laughs> no, it's not just black people that have brown skin. It's very tanned white people. So we're kind of the same. Yeah, I, I kind of feel right. like. Uh, like if you have cancer or you just want to change your hair or you don't want to wash it and put it in coils I don't give a fuck because yeah. as long as you're not Canadian we can all be Americans and that is do, 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 do. you're going to have to do the Pledge of Allegiance by the no, time no no the, rea- the reality is you got to do Living in America by James Brown are you mad at that guy Trudeau uh, oh you mean the, the, the father or the son I don't know Justin's the, the son president. and his dad was also a prime minister. It's like okay. Bush and Bush Jr. All right. Well, I'm going to throw out um, Abby to the rescue. <laughs> one of the best. Yeah, it was pretty Abby, good. Abby has a uh, has one of those like uh, cool training sequences, the montage where she um, more or less just like Evil Dead Two, Ash, she fashions a cool ass suit, lawnmower. I don't know, weaponized system, and then she goes a shield. Yeah, and she actually kills one of the, half of the plague and kicks ass. But then um, I was going to say the thing about Abby to the rescue, there's a scene, and it's the scene where she actually finally gets the bad guy. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, the Drake's holding her to her own lawnmower because that was pulled back in for the sake of the lawnmower thing. Anyway, he pushes. We didn't think it was going to happen because there's a point where in most movies our hero comes out unscathed watch the new adventures and you'll see that nobody gets hurt at all pretty much except selectively like two people who die but it's like that we think oh abby's gonna be fine he's there's no way her hand is gonna enter the blades of the lawnmower but then they did and then 
what she's got left over is um, whatever those bones are that connect to your mm-hmm. wrist, but they've sharpened because of the landmark. And she finally just kind of reaches back and she shoves those sharpened arm bones into the guy's stomach. And it was amazing. It was a violent and, shiv. And she was screaming like the exorcist. Yeah, she was. She Again, they got her because she's a screamer. Yeah. Yeah. Any more that you want to throw out? No, I'm pretty good. This movie's pretty pretty wild. Let me see. School bus, a whole thing of kids get burned with the flamethrower. I mean, the bumper cars and people are getting, like, their heads bumper smashed cars. in and then somebody else is forced to eat. The, what's oh, the um, a guy gets his penis shot off. Yes. And he's, like, sitting on the pay- <laughs> on the, uh, uh, payphone holding the, the remains. decimated yeah. penis pieces in his hand. Yeah. His name is Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. All right, are you ready for your top six challenge? Yeah, buddy. Well, first off, yeah. So finalize, I think you and I agree. This movie's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of really fun gore. And as a revenge film, it does pay off in a lot of ways. But it also, I think, goes over the top with the gore, which is what they wanted to do, but that's also not fun. I couldn't convince Janet to watch this one because she saw just a little bit of the gore and was like, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, this was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Pretty... I mean, as far as stories go, it's not that much worse than Blind Fury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they could have mixed Blind Fury into this with a little bit of Forrest yeah. Whitaker, Academy yeah. Award, baby. Totally. Yeah. Then it, yeah, they would have taken out like just the penis blown off scene, or maybe the bone <laughs> scene, one of the two, and then they would have had an R rating, and it would have, yeah, cool. yeah. All right, so this is going to be funny. You get a top six. Um, and I'm giving you the same top six as six months ago. So I don't know how much of it you're going to remember. None. Thank God. Right. I, so can I, be can, funny. Do you mind if I go take a leak real quick? I'm like dying. No, I'll, I'll grab a beer okay. and then we'll, All we'll right. start right over with top All six. Right. Cool. All right. So let's start our top six challenge. Um, this will be an interesting one because I'm giving you the same one I gave you six months ago. And it's halfway about homelessness and it's one half about shotguns. So... You got three homelessness, three shotgun questions. You've you've gotten all these before, either gotten them right or wrong, and then moved on. So we'll see what you remember from the answers the first time. How many people in the U.S. are homeless? I'm going to say four million. <laughs> we'll do what you said last time. Um, it's 564,000 people. Well, we have less homeless than the Canadians. That's amazing. Half a million, um, yep. How many people in the world are homeless? I'm going to say 150 million. You remember from last time? No. Not, bam. No, I just guessed. Because most, most of India and Africa are no longer like third world. I don't think it's a guess. I think it's really like that happens. You knew the answer once and you, you stored it. I know. I didn't even know that was a question. I didn't even know that was a stat. All right. What U.S. city has the most homeless people? I, I would. I guarantee you, I would have guessed Portland initially or Eugene. Mm. I'm gonna say but they don't have a big enough population. I'm gonna say San Francisco, or oh no, uh, it's it New is, York. It's New York. It is. A, it's yeah, and I didn't tell you yet, so you get it. It's New York, and I don't know if it's true anymore. New York has changed a lot. Yeah, I don't ever know when since this statistic... Mayor Giuliani had them all yeah. killed. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah, it says 76,000 people in New York and 55,000 people in L.A. based on six months ago some stats I found. So, but 
See, I say six months ago. God, I would have given you this quiz well before I ever went to New York for the first time. And now it's not the New York of the old days with all the homeless people yeah. everywhere. Well, they probably have them in shelters now because I know they spent a lot of money getting them off the streets, especially right, for the winter. Right. Exactly. Well, all right. So that means you win those two. You got two out of three so far. Shotguns. Why is it called a shotgun? Because it fires a shot. What's a shot? So it's like it's it's not like a bullet. It's like a package of bullets and and, sh- and the actual uh, powder that you use in a casing. So like it yeah. fires a spray. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it's all those little pellets inside the plastic. Yeah, cool. What are some historical names for a shotgun? Hmm. Man, I should know this. A spray gun? No. A... You were close. Scatter gun. Scatter gun. But here's the interesting part of this piece of trivia. Originally, it was called a fouling piece. Because you shoot birds with it, because birds are hard to shoot. So you you shoot shoot, shoot with a shotgun. You wanted wanted a gun that could shoot 50 bullets at a bird instead of one. (laughs) Those birds are shifty. It's pretty funny when you think about it from a like a historical standpoint. Of, I'm creating this gun. It's like, so you know how you're always trying to shoot it with your rifle? Try this. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, like me and Ziggy, we when we play Red Dead 2, we're like, goddamn Canadian geese coming over the border, stealing jobs from American birds. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you got one more. Okay. So far, you're kicking ass. Um what year, approximately, was the first shotgun documented? That's got to be old. It's got to be old, because it can't be... I mean, I know the Remington... The classic Remington pump is, like, over 120 years, but that's probably got to be uh, fairly late to the game. I'm going to say the 1600s. 1650. No. It was 1772. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's exactly what you were saying, I think. It was like all these British people who like to go out and for sport shoot birds. And they're just like, this sucks. Like, I've gone the last eight weekends. I stand on Wormsley's back while I shoot my rifle at the birds, and I haven't gotten a one. They, like, invent something for us. And some dude was just like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like fishing with dynamite. Totally. You know? Yeah, who, they just flop up Who to the wants top to wait when you I could just get a whole bunch of those bitches? I was so disappointed when I was a kid and I first found out you couldn't just net fish. <laughs> I'm like, but it's a net and I can catch fish in it. And they're like, yeah, but that's not sportsman's like. And I'm like, I don't care. I want to eat fish. I don't care about your traditions. I want to eat fish. I think the most disappointing thing was the first time I ever fired a 9mm and I missed the target oh, like totally. eight times. <laughs> I was like, this is not easy. Like, hitting things, shooting is not easy. I was like, this is... Nine millimeters are squirrely yeah, fucking guns. Yeah. That bullet will go where fucking ever. A forty-five, it goes where you point it. A nine millimeter, it's like, I'm just going to fucking go over there. Whatever. Well, and I didn't have any trigger control. I was just, like, smashing it. You know what I'm saying? Nine millimeters like a, a fucking meth head of the bullet world. I feel like it's it's really utilitarian and cheap. Right, like it, yeah, it's got enough it. stopping power, and it's not as expensive as a forty-four or forty-five. To... See, I like a forty-four SMW yeah. over a nine millimeter. I prefer a forty-four as well. That's my favorite handgun. The forty-five is the ultimate. I don't need. Round. I don't need that much power. I... Yeah, but it's so much fun to shoot. It's like it feels like you're 
doing something. It's like Thor's hammer. <laughs> I know somebody else might complain. No, of course that's the the fifty cal or whatever. But no bullshit. Forty five is like tried and true. Forty five is a beast. and the nine eleven yeah. is the perfect vessel for it. And when you fire a nine eleven with a forty five in it, it feels like you're throwing Thor's hammer at a target. Well, and also you can clip somebody and they're still fucked. You know, you know what I'm saying? Totally. Like they're gonna need reconstructive surgery to get hit with a forty five. Whereas like a nine millimeter, uh, depends. Yeah, there was yeah. this movie called Thirteen Bullets. It had uh, Jean Reno, and he got shot like thirteen times with a nine millimeter. And the movie was about him getting revenge on his bad wow. guys. So, wow. there you go. There you are. It's kind of like the twenty-two. Everyone knows. It's funny. I grew up with this, the wisdom of twenty-two. I've heard of people getting shot ten times in the head with the twenty-two, and it doesn't penetrate the skull; it just bounces around in the scalp skin and blah 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 so i was always like 22s are weak and i had one as like a target pistol for a while but if you watch like forensic files or fbi files there are lots of murders with 22s the you know, the original m16 rolled out as a 22 caliber round yeah but isn't that 22 with a lot more fucking powder it's a lot more powder it's the the, the grain is a lot higher and also it's yeah. coming out of a rifle barrel so the barrel right gives you that much more Spin velocity. Yeah, but that old like, like Browning and they Browning made one, and somebody else made those classic. It's like an old German style twenty-two pistol. It holds like endless twenty-two rounds, and they're those cheap ones where you could like you could pull the the lead off the top of the bullet with your hand. You know what I'm talking about? I've never pulled the lead off of a bullet in my hand. No, like they're such weak little rounds. These little twenty-two rounds. They're like the aluminum is so thin. You can pretty much just kind of pull it apart, and like you know, if you I tried that with a any other round, it would. You know, it would I would just like to point to... out that I've never tried to disassemble a bullet. Okay, yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough. See, I bought these twenty-two rounds to go with this target pistol, and they came in this box. They weren't organized like regular rounds uh-huh. are, where you've got them all in plastic or whatever, and they're safe from each other. They were just—it was like just getting those poppers that you get on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like those poppers from Halloween. I'm sorry, from Fourth of July. Those little popper things. It was like that. They were like in dirt, pretty much. And I'm just like, oh, I wonder so if those because is... I know like the grain count for one of somebody I know who shoots professionally. Here in Colorado, he's got he 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 like loads his grain count so low. Uh, I mean, he only he's barely above the regulation, and it like totally affects their recoil. You know, because yeah. that's the way that like you see these guys shoot like professionally. They you see them hit like two different steel targets in five seconds. You know, and they put eight rounds in with a reload. How you know how do you do that with a regular round? You wouldn't, but you could do it in, with uh, with. Uh, your own homemade rounds and you just lighten up the shot so i'm gonna get political for a quick second but not a lot i don't want to go gross here so you don't want guys if you absolutely hate it just go ahead and turn this off but i just want to know one thing in your opinion i, w- I respect your opinion i want your opinion if if we banned 100 round magazines i mean you see that as a realistic way of cutting back on the amount of people dying in these weird fucking mass murder no because the combat combat magazines have been uh banned for a long time um and just like just like automatic weapons have been banned for a long time it's not about it's not about that i mean you get these mass killings in europe where they just they just get a a u-haul oh that that dude in norway right yeah like they just get like a u-haul 
and they drive in a pedestrian area and kill as many people. It's oh no, even that guy. Yeah. So all right, well that's fair enough. I mean, yeah, I don't want to go too. Yeah, no, no. I'm just I wondering just, about the magazine size. No, I, I don't. I mean, I, I think it gives people more chances to be wrong, right? You know, obviously, if some, if someone, if someone only has like a, a five round mag, you know, you better be dead on, and you better be really familiar with your your firearm. But like, and versus you know a twenty round mag. But the, yeah. the reality is, is that it's all about intent. You know, it's sad, but it really is true. Like, I mean, 40,000 people a year die on the highways. You know, that's real deaths. That's more than anything else. And, and we li- and now, me personally, I would ban minivans and crossover SUVs and automatic mm. transmissions and, and anybody who I didn't think of. Asian lady, Asian ladies driving. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously... But the thing is, is that that's not is that are we really free at that point? And then you get into civil liberties, and and then it gets political. oh, and also ban my mom driving. Also, yeah, ban ban, <laughs> ban my uh, ban one of my exes from driving. She was scary as fuck. My grandma used to insist on having metal bumpers because she knew she was going to hit a person. <laughs> she didn't want those weird plastic ones that just pop in. She's like, I need something substantial to protect well me. also you get those loved ones where they're starting to like nick up their cars and stuff you're like totally maybe you're a little too old to drive you know yeah yeah sad well unless you're in fucking portland where people just keep running into my car <laughs> dude fucking that one day we came out of the restaurant and there was like half an <laughs> inch between this fucking bumper hitch and this guy who parked in there i was like you fucking dick dickhead dick i i, oh, I would okay. not want to drive in portland even though there, there's no traffic it's literally the worst, and we have tons of traffic. Way worse than Colorado Springs. Well, Colorado Springs is like a city of nothing. Yeah, I would even say worse than Denver because it mm. doesn't move. You're just in a parking lot. Where at least, like, I used to go, like, from DTC across town. Like, I'd go to Boulder, and sure, it would take an hour and a half, but, you know, we're all trying there. You don't try in Portland. They don't try at all to get where they're trying to go. They don't even want to turn or park. These people... Ah, they're the worst. Yeah, I would say, like, I, I don't know. I've been stuck, like, three and a half, four hours in Denver traffic, so. Yeah, for sure. It's Especially not, going it's... to the Springs. My most frustrating thing ever is they were having, like, a an event at the Air Force Academy. So my way down, I had my kid with me when my kid was just a little fucking three-year-old, four-year-old baby. And it took me four hours to get from Denver to Colorado oh, Springs. Oh, gross. I know, I was like, I was never more mad. This kid was like, he was down for going an hour. And, you know, we were going to have lunch. And it was like, like we were going to meet at like one. And it was like already four. And this little monster was just losing his shit in the back seat. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, I should have just turned back. But fuck that. Anytime they do construction in Denver on I-5, on I-25, it's just fuck it. Ah, T-Rex. Yeah. Fuck. All right. So you you won. Cool. Top six challenge. Uh, I think you got them all but one. Two. I missed two. two. Yeah. That's pretty good. This will be the first one you've ever won. I know. I know. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, yeah, what do we have coming up next? Do you know what we have next? We're going to hang out with uh, our buddy from Bulletproof Action. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mr. Deathwish 3 himself. You got it. Go We're listen doing, to that um, episode, guys. He's a real cunt. I appreciate yes, it. We're, we're doing Murphy's Law. Oh, I love Murphy's Law. That was I know you called for it the other day, and then he brought it up in our last discussion. So I'm like, dude, there's so amazing. much like gratuitous, unnecessary titties in that movie. It's great. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. Well, I, I won't be watching for that. Yeah. Yeah, Janet, <laughs> cl- close your eyes. Get to the right. Matthew part of this movie. <laughs> Until next time. All right. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Uh,